We'll turn to the scriptures. We'll turn to the gospel according to St. Mark. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. Mark chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. I'm going to read it out. Another time, Jesus went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked, Which is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives this morning. We thank you for what God is doing in us, for us, through us. Thank you, Father. And in your economy, there are times and seasons where you will stretch us. And we pray that the glory of God will be revealed in every one of us this morning. To Christ be the glory. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name. And we proclaim victory in the house. Praise God. They overcame the enemy by the blood of Jesus and the word of the testimony. So we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Stretch. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, Stretch. Praise the Lord. Well, one good thing that has happened with the social distancing is we have room to stretch. Amen. You can stretch. Anya, you got so much room there to stretch. Praise the Lord. Amen. One man's predicament, another man's point of contention. One man's dilemma for another matter of simple debate. Praise the Lord. We see here one man with a predicament, but he becomes a focus of attention, not for the right reason, but for the wrong reason. You know, when people go through hardships, when people go through problems and predicaments in their lives, they stick out like a sore thumb. You know, they stick out like a sore thumb. You look around. Anybody who's facing uphill battles in life, anybody who's pressed and compressed, anybody who's in tremendous pressure, Anybody who's going through fiery trials in their lives, anybody who's going through a fiery furnace in their lives, you know they stick out. And when you stick out, people look at you. But this morning, I have a good word from the Lord for you. The people look at you and for them, 
you might become a point of debate. But the sticking out, praise the Lord, like a sore thumb also draws the attention of Jesus. So Jesus walks into a synagogue. And the synagogue is packed. Come with We'll walk into the synagogue with Jesus. We walk in with Jesus into the synagogue. Picture the synagogue packed. Everybody is in their best. Their suits, their ties. Or some of them in their casuals. Some of them in their long robes. And who knows if there was somebody with their lungis on. But whatever it is, everybody in their best. And even this particular person, I believe that he was in his best also. But beneath the best, there was a problem hiding. Praise the Lord. A shriveled hand. Jesus looks at this person. When everybody ignores you, you can bet that Jesus will not ignore you. Praise the Lord. When everybody gets used to the problem, Jesus relieves us of our problems. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus looks at this man. And just the look of Jesus tells the bystanders, nay, the critics, that Jesus is about to do something. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the beauty of it. Praise God. When Jesus looks at us, that is the sign that he's about to do something. Praise God. Nay, when you are struggling, when you're going through the heat of the moment, heat of the battle, let me tell you, you catch the attention of the one that can make a difference in your life. Praise the Lord. Jesus looks at this man. The Bible says, those that were around him, the critics, they watched him closely to see if he would heal on Sabbath. Praise the Lord. Jesus said to the man with a shriveled hand, shriveled hand, it means a hand that's Useless, that doesn't live up to its expectation. It means it is, it is of no worth. It means it's unable. It means it is unable to function, paralyzed. This morning, if there is anybody in this house who feels that you are paralyzed, that your hand is shriveled, that you feel that it does not, you don't have what it takes to move forward in life. If you feel that you, it seems that someone has hit the brakes on you, you can't move forward, proceed in life. If you feel that you're struggling, you should know this, Jesus has shown up in the house. Praise God. And he's always drawn to the guy, gal, who is in need. Check this out. It is the norm. 
what do we normally do? We avoid people with issues. We avoid people with problems. We avoid people with pain. Why? Quite often because we are as helpless as they are. Quite often, we are unable just like them. Praise the Lord. Unable to make a difference. Unable to bring healing. Unable to bring restoration. We feel helpless also. At times, we are not able to do anything because we are not able to empathize with them. Nay, sympathize with them. Praise the Lord. But Jesus is drawn to the man and the woman with a need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So if you are seated here in this house this morning and you feel that you have no need, that itself is a sign that you are in dire need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at this man. Jesus is drawn to him. Jesus is drawn to him. We are also drawn to people. We are drawn to the successful people around us. We are drawn to the celebrities around us. We are drawn to the popular around us. We are drawn to those who are known among people. But Jesus is interested in the unknowns. In those who feel helpless. Those who are broke, busted. Those who are bankrupt. Those who are empty. Those who are poor in the spirit. Praise the Lord. He has the work to do in them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What does the shriveled hand represent? All the cannot do's. Listen. The shriveled hand represents all the I cannot do it. All the impossibilities of life. All that opposes your faith. All that stands against your vision. Everything that stands against your dream. Everything that stands against your ambition. Yes? That's what the shriveled hand represents. All the negative thoughts that's filling within you. All the elements that contradicts what God has pronounced and promised over your lives. You need to understand something. And as a Christian, we need to know this because this will help us to empathize and sympathize with people. What comes as natural to some requires divine supernatural intervention for others. I will repeat it. What comes as natural to some requires a supernatural divine intervention from above. Listen, we are with Jesus in that synagogue. That synagogue is packed. There is one man with a shriveled hand. 
everybody can choose to do whatever they want with their hands. You see one guy scratching his head. The other guy putting his hands in a pocket. The other guy pacing it on this. You know, the other guy's pointing. Some guy's doing this. Good, waving at the Lord. Some guy's waving at his girlfriend on the other side. There's a lot of stuff going on. Then there's this guy who's stuck. He can't move. What comes as natural to many will require a supernatural intervention from above. So what does that mean? That means as Christians, you can't look down at the fellow who is not functioning the way you are functioning. Because somebody's flying high, soaring in the, in the, through the skies, you can't be looking down at the fellow who is struggling to stand up on his feet. Just because you are zooming, you can't look down at the guy who got a flat. What God would want you to do is hit the brakes, get off your car, come down and give him a helping hand to fix his flat. But quite often we are so busy and we live in a culture that tells us, mind your own business. That's what our culture would tell us. You mind your own business. Then there is this victim who has a victim mind attitude. His attitude is, leave me alone. I remember I used to work with this guy. He had a problem with his feet. He would limp, a very hard worker, but he would limp. I didn't know much about him. Every time I looked at him, I felt sympathy. My heart would go out to him, a young man, fine-looking young man, very handsome. Only thing was he was limping. So one day I decided I'm going to give him a hand. So as we were working, I went to give him a hand. I had a rude awakening. Beneath that handsome face was this personality that shocked me. He said, get out of my face. I don't need no help. I realized what the problem was. Everybody had looked down on him because of his impediment. That cost him, deep down within him, built a resentment. And he had built a shield about him that would resist any and every help that was given to him. That's, that, that can happen also. But Jesus knows where to touch, when to touch, how to touch, and unless we are connected to him, we would not know how and where and when to touch. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So the shriveled hand. Some 
everything looks fine, others, what comes to them, to others as natural, would need a supernatural intervention. You know, apply that to any part of your life. Any part of your life. You start with your own life. You look at the challenge that you are facing in your life. For some, it's career, trying to find a job. Well qualified. The other day I was talking to somebody. And I was praying for them over the phone. And and this person said, Pastor, my issue is, I have a ton of experience and good qualification. Praise God. Wow, you could have all the qualification and experience and still seeking for employment. Now, someone who's employed cannot understand the pain of being unemployed. Some struggle with their children. And if you are not struggling with your children, it's very hard to understand what the other family is going through. Some struggle with their spouses. It's hard for the others to identify their needs. If you are blessed in every realms of your life, it is for two reasons. And definitely not to look down on someone and pass a comment. One, grace. Grace has put you on display. I said, grace has put you on display so that you represent and exhibit to the other family what God can do through for them as well. Miss that. Miss that. Two. So that we can reach out And minister to their needs. Praise God. Hallelujah. Shriveled up. Hands of faith. Quite often we just talk about the physical arm. But there is the arm of faith as well. That can be paralyzed. And shriveled up. Paralyzes your expectations for life. Expectations of better days, better life, better prospects. You have quit dreaming. You have quit aspiring for great things. You have given up on attempting great things. You quit expecting anything from God. You just settle down for mere existence. Shriveled arm of faith. Sometimes it's the right hand of fellowship that's paralyzed. Mm. Looking all right on every end. But 
cannot lend a helping hand, the right hand of fellowship with the fellow in the fellowship. When was the last time you lend your right hand of fellowship to the fellow in your fellowship? Praise the Lord for that. You got to be in a fellowship. You haven't been in a fellowship for such a long time because both hands are good and it's in your pocket and you're doing what is best for you. No. God wants us to know that even that's what I said. When you feel that you don't have a need, that's probably because you're not stretching your hand and giving your hand as in helping hands for somebody in need. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, this man's hand was shriveled. Yes, hand was shriveled. Man was weak. And it's a good picture of a man who cannot reach out and touch God or touch anyone. Till Jesus shows up. Once Jesus shows up, everything will change. Everything will change. Praise God. Something's bound to happen when Jesus shows up. Praise God. Amen. But everyone doesn't want Jesus to show up. Because when Jesus shows up, he's going to mess up our programs and the way that we do things. But look at this. What did Jesus see? Jesus saw the man. And what else he saw? And saw more than a shriveled hand, he saw a, a life that was shriveled. Praise the Lord. Beneath the shriveled hand was a life that was shriveled, was a life that was paralyzed, was a life that had withered away. Praise God. What does that mean? That means... Becoming hopeless, that means a life that has a dream shattered, a life that is feeling empty, null, and void. What did Jesus do? The Bible says Jesus looked at this fellow and said, hey, you, you stand up. Rise, 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 rise. Nobody likes to be put on a spot. Nobody likes to be put on his spot. Every one of us like to be in the limelight, but there is a difference between putting in a spot and being in the limelight. Putting in the spot is when our weaknesses are exhibited, when our weaknesses are magnified, when everybody gets a look at the bad side. Nobody likes that. But Jesus asked this guy, Rice, stand up. <laughs> stand up. Stand up. Have you ever been put on a spot? You know how it feels to be on a spot. Jesus tells this guy, stand up. Take your stand. We you know taking a stand ain't that easy. This man had to make a choice. Whether to stand among the people and allow the spotlight be on him or just ignore what was being said. 
this man had a choice to follow the command of Jesus and identify with Jesus who was disliked by the people around him. Uh-huh. Amidst the glaring eyes, he's going to take a stand not to impress people, not to show himself off, not to press and push his agenda, but simply he wanted to obey the command of Jesus. Praise the Lord. When you stand at the command of Jesus, all eyes are going to be fixed on you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus wanted him to stand up and identify with him as a person who was willing to move at his command. Praise the Lord. Standing with Jesus, standing for the right reason. Praise the Lord. When you stand up for Jesus, when you take a stand for him, you prove your commitment to him. Praise the Lord. When you read the Bible, where anyone who took a stand for God, for Jesus, they all had different outcomes. I want you to look at this very carefully. Peter stood up. On the day of Pentecost, the man was on a roll. Power had come upon him, and he started to proclaim the word of God. Stephen stood up for Jesus. When Peter stood up for Jesus, there was a crowd around him. They were perplexed and amazed. When Stephen stood a stand for Jesus, there was a crowd around him. But they all had stones ready to throw at him. The beauty is, regardless of the outcome, when you take a stand for Jesus, when you stand up because he says stand up, he will stand with you. He will stand for you. He will do something for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to draw your attention to what Paul says. Paul puts it in 2 Timothy 4.16 like this. In my first defense, no man stood by me. Let it not be held against them, but the Lord stood by my side. And gave me strength so that through me the gospel might be fully proclaimed and all Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the mouth of the lions. Listen. Paul is saying nobody was there to stand by me. I stood for Jesus. Nobody to stand by me. But he says that even when nobody stood by me, Jesus stood by my side. First thing I said was, there is different response when they stand for Jesus. For Peter, it was accolades. For Stephen, it was stones that was coming his way. But regardless of what, for Paul, there was everybody who deserted him. Regardless of what, Jesus stood for them. 
There are times when Jesus will stand by our side. There are times when Jesus will stand on our behalf. There are times when Jesus will stand through the predicament that you are in. When the Hebrew boys took a stand for God, God stood for them in the midst of the fire. For Stephen, Jesus stood up in the right hand of God. Let me tell you, the minute that you respond to him and you stand, Jesus will stand for you. He will not leave you high and dry, hanging there. So this man responds to Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, he responds to Jesus by standing, and then Jesus gives a second command. Jesus says, stretch. Stretch your hand. Praise the Lord. One command leads to another. Praise the Lord. One leads to another. You know, when Jesus told him to stand up, he did what he could. Then Jesus sends the next command to do what he cannot. Jesus tells us to do what we cannot so that he can do through us what we cannot. When he stood up, there was a sense of expectation. Have you ever been in an atmosphere where the atmosphere is electrifyingly charged with expectation? Have you ever been in an atmosphere where the atmosphere is charged with the presence of God? I've been there. You don't have to be in a corporate worship for you to experience the electrifying, charging presence of God. You could experience that in your prayer room. You could experience that in corporate worship. Praise God. When you experience the presence of God, praise God, you are charged to move into a realm and to do that which is not possible for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you, what will charge the, pre charge the atmosphere is the presence of the almighty God. And that, is that will happen when you give him worship. When worship rises, the atmosphere becomes filled with the power and the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, once you take a stand for Jesus, expect God to stretch you. Mm. Expect God to stretch you. For some, the stretching might be a little. For others, it would be a good lengthy stretch. Praise God. Hallelujah. At times, you will feel that you are vulnerable because Jesus is asking you to do the very thing that you can do. Praise the Lord. Jesus tells him, stretch 
If you want to go something with God, somewhere with God, you have to yield yourself, submit yourself for the stretch exercise. Stretching of our faith, stretching of our mind, stretching of our thoughts, stretching of everything that you have not ever stretched before. He's going to ask you, stretch. Praise the Lord. Part of the stretch is separation from the world to the world. Separation from the crowd and be different. Think differently. Act differently. Everybody can go where God wants them to go. Praise the Lord. It's easy to go with the crowd. It's hard to go where the cloud goes. Cloud represents the presence of God. The crowd offers chaos. The cloud offers glory. Crowd offers confusion. Cloud offers direction in life. The crowd will press you and push you out. Cloud will give you space, will make space for you. The cloud of God is a cloud of solution. It can bring solutions to your life. You know, the prophet Isaiah cried out like this. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes. What is the outcome when God tells us to stretch? This is the outcome, the next verse. For thou shalt break forth on to the right, on to the left. Thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Oh yeah. There is much power released through stretching that will take our generation, next generation, into a new dimension and new realm. So what is God pleasing stretch? What is God pleasing stretch? You and I as Christians, God will call us to be stretched. What is God pleasing stretch? When everybody's doing the minimum, you are maximizing it. When everybody's doing what's required, you're going beyond the call of duty. When everybody's tithing, you are giving sacrificially. Praise the Lord. What is a stretch when everybody's withholding? You are giving. That is a stretch. When everybody's chilling, you are cooking. That's what a stretch is. When everybody's sitting on the sideline, you are in the battlefront. That's what a stretch is. When everybody's in a comfort zone, you are in the heat of the battle. You are in the war zone. That is what a stretch is. When everybody's tap dancing, saying it's time for the happy feet to exhibit, you are on your knees. That's what a stretch is. 
praise God. When everybody is feasting, you are fasting. That's what a stretch is. When everybody is partying, you are praying. That's what a stretch is. Praise God. When was the last time you stretched for Jesus? Praise the Lord. Somebody say, stretch. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Beyond limitations, beyond tradition, beyond the norm, beyond the usual, beyond the ritual, beyond the religion, beyond the opinions, beyond the expectation. Praise God. Somebody, praise God. God will ask you to stretch. Praise God. Stretch your faith. Stretch your horizon. Stretch your mind. Stretch your outlook. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you want to reach the next dimension, God is calling us to stretch. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can't stretch unless you stand for Jesus before you do the seemingly impossible. He asks us to do the possible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. The withered hand became whole. The incomplete became complete. The human limitations, the religious limitations, the demonic limitations all were shattered by the power of God's word. Praise the Lord. This morning, the Lord is asking us to stretch. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you feel fine, he's asking you to stretch your right hand of fellowship to those who are needy around you. Nay, if you feel that there is an arena in your life where God needs to do a miracle, he's asking you to stand up and stretch, act on his command, on his word. You know, the man could have said, you know, I am paralyzed. I can't do it. But he didn't say that. He simply did what Jesus asked him to do. And he experienced the power of the spoken word of Jesus. When anyone dares to act on the word of God, he will find that God's word has the power to do a number in them and for them. A man who had a hunch on his back was a good artist. One day he started drawing. He decided, why don't he draw? He'd been, he'd been making pictures of, of anything and everything. One day he decided, I'm going to draw my own. I'm going to sketch, put my sketch on my, myself. You know, I'm going to draw my own image, my own picture. And he started drawing his own picture. As he did, something struck him. All his life, he was like this, bent, with a little hump on his back, stooping. But as he drew the picture, he decided to draw his own picture without the hump, without the stoop. He drew a picture of himself without is deformity. He was done. He looked at him, at the picture. Every morning he will come and he will stand there and he will look at the picture. 
without the deformity and it would stand straight, do his best. Stand straight, do his best. Tried to push his chest out. Kept doing that and he started spending hours and hours before his own picture. Days passed by, months passed by. The man looked at his picture and he started believing what he saw. Slowly but steadily with time. One day he found himself standing straight, looking at his own picture that he had drew years ago. What is the picture that you are drawing about yourself? I want you to take that pen and draw a picture of yourself as God sees you. Praise God. Hallelujah. That which is lacking in you. That which the world has written off about you. Borrow that pen of faith from him. And draw a picture of yourself. As my master would see you. Yeah. Shriveled hand. Shriveled dream. Broken promises, broken relationship, marred heart that's broken, wounded hearts. Jesus is saying, stand up, stand up, let me do something for you. He says, stretch, he says, stretch. Do you know who says stretch? Do you know who says stretch? Jesus, who stretched himself on the cross. Praise God. He stretched himself on the cross. He tells you, at my word, you can stretch too. When you stretch, praise God. God's purpose in you, for you, through you will be fulfilled. The world will look at you amazed. You can tell the world, I stretched because he said, I can stretch. Father, we are grateful to you. We thank you for your word. We give you glory and honor. Lord, every one of us has some kind of issue. It's in different realms. The only difference is we have learned to hide it. We have learned to camouflage it. You have learned to put a facade on it. We have learned to put a burqa on it. But you say, stand up. I'm going to do a number on you. But before I do, I want the world to see that you're vulnerable. That you're broken. That you don't have everything that takes. 
I'm going to put you on a display so that when I'm through it, the world will know that it was Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you. Oh, Jesus, you did not come to leave us as we are. You say, come just as you are. But you will never go back the way that you were. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So this morning, we yield ourselves. Is there any area in your life where you have to say, Lord, I yield my life to you so that I could stretch. I want you to talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Tell him, Jesus, you stretched for me on the cross. And if you're going to ask me to stretch... I'm going to stretch because I know when I stretch at your command, praise God, God's wonder is going to be displayed through my life. Thank you, Jesus.